0: Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollar. The Daily Dollar podcast is proudly brought to you by The Capital Chemist, Australia's premium community pharmacy where loyalty matters. On this two-part episode series of The Daily Dollop, I've got eight tips which are all you need to shape the healthy eating pattern you've always wanted, one that you can actually stick to. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I hope you're having an amazing day. It's springtime, heading into summer, rapidly coming to the end of the year. I just, I feel like I'm one of those adults that's just now walks around thinking, oh, my life is going so fast. How fast has this year gone? But every year it feels like it all gets faster. And I, I think, yeah, the older you get, the faster the years go. Certainly feels true to me. And one of the things that can happen as we head towards summer and that time of the year is a lot of pressure to do a diet, to drop some weight, to finally be the person I've wanted to be or should be you know for summer and 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 just get in control and focus on me and there's a lot of great intentions running around to be healthier but the pressure to be leaner and smaller and thinner um, and healthier is pretty pretty strong at this time of the year and I don't know about you but I got a heap of ads for different diets and shakes and detoxes and things in my social media feed. And so following on from just chatting about clean eating in the past few episodes, I want to just keep digging into this idea of building healthy behaviors into your lifestyle rather than doing a diet. And and I think the key thing when we think about dieting is that it's really like following this set protocol of eating either laid out meals or snacks or foods that you have to eat at certain times of the day or food combos that you need to pull together, etc. You know, really strict portion control, foods you can eat, foods you can't eat. So the difference between like doing a diet like that where there's a bunch of rules and regulations as opposed to, I guess, just thinking about What are the habits, behaviors and routines that mean that you're getting in plenty of nutrients from food, you're getting in good variety, you're not consuming more energy than your body needs. So it's sort of just coming from this perspective of I understand that there are dietary principles that promote health in my body, but I'm not going to put a whole set of rules and do's and don'ts around it. I'm going to start working out how my lifestyle can make or facilitate this diet to just be something that's second nature to me, you know, something that I do automatically rather than something I'm trying to stick to every day. And it's this shift that I believe in your mindset from this a short-term, you know, dieting mindset where we're only sort of into something for the next 6, 8, 12 weeks to that more long-term, how do I want to eat for the rest of my life? And so I just want to go through, Four key points in today's episode, and another four in part two tomorrow. Just tips and thoughts on how you can never do a diet again. Because if you are tired of going around Diet Mountain and giving dollars to the diet industry because it, my friends, is absolutely booming due to our dissatisfaction with our bodies and health, then these couple of episodes are for you. And I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be motivated and inspired to ditch that perfection mindset and aim for just making small amounts of progress in your life and keeping that really long-term perspective. So let's get stuck into it. The first tip I've got is around creating a healthy environment. Now, this is all about the influences on your food decision making. And so there's actually a whole heap of research that's been done about the food environment, which shows very convincingly that when food is there or available, that you will eat more of it. And so food availability is a huge driver of food consumption. And, you know, I'm sure you've experienced before, but you know, you, you're you eating this block of chocolate or a bag of chips that you found. And before you know it, it's all gone. You might not have been hungry, you know, but it was just there in front of you waiting to be eaten. I remember my daughter did ballet many years ago when she was little. And every few months, the ballet school would do a fundraiser. And I remember she came home from one of her lessons at the, one of the first fundraisers that uh, she did when she first joined the school, and she's walking towards me with one of those big boxes of Cadbury chocolates. Poor kid, like the look on her face. She's like, "I'm sorry, mum, we had to take this whole box of chocolate home, and and to so we can sell them." And I was like, "Oh, babe, it's fine. Like, don't stress." And she was like, "But you can't take it to your work." And I was like, "Yeah, it probably would be a little confusing for people if I sold chocolates at my work." So what ended up happening is is we just chucked sixty bucks into that box and we just bought the whole box, and so we had this massive box of 30-odd bars of chocolate in our fridge, and sure enough, my husband and I, Mr Freeman, we ate chocolate literally every night for 30 nights until that, that box was gone. I think the kids had a few pieces every now and then, but simply because it was there in our fridge, we'd sit down after dinner, put the kids to bed. It was back when they were much younger, so they went to bed early, and we'd be like, oh, shall we go uh, half a half a block of chocolate, shall we? Oh, why not? Yep. And, and before we knew it, we were eating chocolate so frequently. And the absolute main driver of that was pure availability. It was in our house. And once the chocolate was all run out, we of course did not buy another box. We stopped eating chocolate so much. And so food availability plays a really, really strong role in, in whether you eat that food or not. So, if you think about the environments that you spend the majority of your time in, probably home and work, is thinking about what are some small little tweaks that I can make to those environments to just make certain foods that I don't want to be eating regularly less accessible. Now, this is not always easy to fully control. And so, then does need to be an element of, you know, making food choices even when food is available. Like I currently have at least three or four blocks of chocolate in my fridge right at this moment from people bringing it over and it's been in there for weeks and I love chocolate but I am absolutely fine to not eat it if I don't want to and it can sit in there for a very long time um, and I can make it last a very long time and I, because I only ever eat it if I really truly want it. I never mindlessly eat chocolate. And so there's a number of elements to my food choice here. So food environment is one of them, making a mindful choice and really thinking about whether I want it is another. Um, And then another one, which we talked about in the cupcake episode, which is when you are eating it, really, really enjoying it. But your habit that you might want to build into your routine for this tip is that you want to really think about what food you're buying and what foods are in your home and work environment. And when of the sort of areas that you can control is focus your efforts there. Don't stress about the parts that you can't control. You might need to use other um, tools and tips there, but certainly if you don't want to be eating particular foods, don't buy them or keep them in your home or work. The next step is, or tip rather, is around snacking. So A lot of people find that they can be reasonably consistent with their made meals and it's their snacks that let them down. One of the best things that you can can do is create a habit of planning your snacks and in particular that afternoon snack. So being intentional about deciding what you're going to eat and finding a filling, nutritious, easy afternoon snack that you enjoy eating and look forward to. Most people are hungry at this point in the day. Regardless of what you've eaten, like even if you've eaten sufficiently, you know, it's often four to five hours after lunch. Like it's normal for you to feel hungry again, um, and even more hungry if you really haven't eaten much throughout the day. And so, in my opinion, there's no point hoping for the best and just like trying to make a healthy choice or just like fighting your way through the hunger until dinner. Like, why do that? Plan exactly what you're going to eat, get it out or bring it to work. um, So, when the hunger, strikes you've got something ready to go. So a really great habit can be to just um, firstly intentionally choose your snacks for the week but then write them down, pop the list of foods that you're going to need to make um, on your shopping list and then pop those snack ideas on your fridge so you can see them as a reminder Um, and that way also because they're on your shopping list you have the ingredients and foods available from your weekly grocery shop and they're ready to go. I like to keep snacks stocked at my office when we are working there, which we're not at the moment. So I actually finding snacking and eating super easy being at home because, hey, i got food in this house and it's excellent. But I do like to keep really easy snacks at work. And I also like to have snacks that I can eat in the car because there's something about driving home at the end of the day and I feel hungry because it's around four o'clock when I leave the office for the day. And yeah, so I just like munch on stuff on the way home in my car. And then by the time I get home, I'm not hungry. And that's really good. All right, next tip. And I did discuss this tip in the clean eating series, but it's drink water first. Do you love coffee, you know, alcohol, soft drink? You know, I'm mentioning this again, because it can be really difficult to cut back on drinks if you're drinking too much of them. And so, one of the best things that you can do to manage your drinks is to not make a strict rule about not drinking them. But before you do, you know, reach for your next latte or glass of wine is to grab a big glass of water first. So that way you're satisfying your thirst and that way you're less likely to drink too much of the other drinks because you want to drink them quickly or over drink them because you are really, really thirsty. So I just find that, you know, Um, if hubby goes to pour me a glass of wine at the end of the day, or I'm like, oh, I could go another coffee. Often I think, oh, maybe I should just go and get a glass of water first and then just see how I feel. And a lot of the time drinking and satisfying my thirst with water takes the craving for the drink away. Final tip for today's episode. And guys, you are going to roll your eyes at this one, but I don't care because I have a master's degree to tell you to eat more vegetables. Honestly, if you put your effort into finding a diet or sticking to a diet or doing something special with the, the latest detox or diet trend, if you put that effort into simply eating more vegetables, bam, you're going to do so well. It's really half the battle. Yes, you know, particular goals around your, your nutrition, like weight loss, for example, does require things like energy deficits and um, portion control. A hundred percent. But when it comes to overall health, helping you fill up and feel fuller for longer, ensuring you're getting adequate nutrition, lots of fiber for um, gut health, right? Veggies are where it's at. And even me, and I know you're you're shocked and appalled. I don't get enough veggies in every day, not consistently, um, because I'm human, like the rest of them. So it's it's something that I'm constantly working on, and you know, get pretty good most of the time, but it's something that I I like to focus on and just think, can I get some veggies in at this meal? Can I get veggies in at dinner? Can I add some veggies to this takeaway? Can I have some veggies at a snack? It's just something that I, I put a lot of effort into and find that I feel the best when I'm just focusing on eating more veggies. And there are so many Great ways that you can explore and learn to cook so that you're bringing more enjoyment to your vegetables. I remember talking to a client a few years ago about eating more veggies, and the first thing that came to her head was this idea of like boiled broccoli, peas, and carrot that she grew up with, you know, boiled within an inch of its life. And she looked at me like with sadness in her eyes, like, seriously, are you serious? you know, (laughs) and I thought, oh, I'm so sorry. Like this is not the only way you can eat veggies. There are so many other ways, salads and soups and stews and blanched and braised and stir fried, grilled, amazing ways to eat veggies and flavor them that can actually be super, super great. So I want you to see out of those four tips, what are some of the habits that you might focus on, just pick one or two that you might focus on for the next week or two, and we'll catch you in the next episode. If you're keen to explore how key nutrition principles can be applied to your life, then I'd highly recommend booking a consultation with one of the dietitians at the Healthy Eating Clinic. We operate via video all over Australia and provide detailed advice and nutrition recommendations specific to you and your life make an appointment via the link in the show notes a big thank you to the capital chemist and the daily dollop in crowd for their continued support of our show we couldn't do this without them make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and if you love what you're hearing please leave us a review